It's Black Friday time at the Timberwolves Pro Shop. Get there at the break of dawn to take advantage of door-breaking deal busters like 95% off of Adrian Payne jerseys. Need a new basketball? We have some signed by Johnny Flynn, which costs less than half the price of a normal store-bought basketball. Buy two items and we'll throw in a game-worn Darko shoe for no charge. Please, take them. Every purchase comes with a Skittles wrapper previously consumed by Michael Beasley. These deals won't last forever, or at least we hope not. Please, I mean please, get on down to the team store this Friday. Welcome to episode 59 of Wolf's Cast, mm-hmm. the show that yelled Beal Threetsa way before Dave Benz coined the term Threelitsa. It's hosted by myself and my good friend. I'm Scott. I'm Rob. Welcome to the show, everybody. We appreciate you being here. It is great to be back. We got the drops working again this week. Thank goodness. Last week was missing that certain something. I think we've got it back this week. I agree. Mm, just vibing out. That's right, everybody. Thank you for joining us once again. Shout out to Neil. He's out on tour, probably thinking that this music's a little too loud. I'm sorry, Neil. We miss you, me. I tried Neil, to EQ it but before, but uh, we do miss your prowess. When the cat is away, the mouse will play. That's right. We're so, two mice. I'm happy to have uh, not only uh, every all of you listeners back. I'm glad to have Robert back. Robert, thank you for rejoining I'm the show. Glad to be back. Um, Kind of a weird week of Wolves basketball, you know? We uh, had the mm-hmm. victory on Friday against the Dallas Mavericks in Dallas. Tremendous highs, terrible lows, and, uh, and then, creamy centers. Yeah, pretty tough loss to Detroit. I was, uh, man, that, ah. was, that was a tough one, right? That was a gut punch. I was at that game, and it was... Uh, oh, you were there? I was there, oh. and it was, uh, it was a difficult one to leave in, the, leave in Target Center. It was, it was difficult to, to stomach. And, but you thought, hey, they're going to come back the next night, and they're going to bounce back. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't happen against Charlotte. Well, you know, I felt like it's tough because we played our starters so many minutes in mm-hmm. the Detroit game. I've really felt like we were at risk for the schedule loss, the back-to-back in a different city. Yep. So that was a little bit tough. I thought we really wanted to get that Detroit win. It just seemed like the last few possessions we couldn't stop Reggie Jackson. It was like... Uh, he hit tough shots. It was like a flash of when Deion Waiters was going off against us in Miami. Uh, it's yeah. just like, who's going to stop this guy? And uh, mm-hmm. nobody is the answer. It, those sort of losses have the uh, they have the flavor of previous years where guys that aren't all star guys they they have these like big nights against them and they hit right. you, they hit big shots down the stretch and they just kill you like against Charlotte like uh, Kaminsky hit Frank the Tank hit mm. a bunch of tough shots had a career night. I've always been the opinion that I would like Frank the Tank to play with Cat. I think that they would play well off of each other. He's a cat killer. That's what it like is. He, you know, he is. They've got that, you know, obviously they've got they've a rivalry history. that goes back and Frank the Tank ruined the uh, Kentucky Wildcats perfect season. Mm-hmm. Beat the only team to beat Cat in college was Frank the Tank. That's right. And he comes out every time he plays Cat and seems to have a better He's night got than Cat. Chip on his shoulder yeah. every time. So it's a real rivalry to watch. It would be nice to have him on on our side. But That's what I'm thinking. I, think I don't I'd think like that's to watch in the cards together but... sometime. He certainly plays well against Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, and against Charlotte, he got beat up. Yeah, he got beat up. They had a big Dwight Howard just muscled him around. Um, yeah, that was we, tough. And we saw that some with Drummond on uh, in the Pistons game. Tough as two well. days That's, for Cat, really. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't I'm sure handle he's those sore. big guys very well. Yeah, it's tough when 
I mean, he he wasn't able to exploit it on the other end either. He wasn't really able to right. you know take guys out on the perimeter and really uh, make them make them pay for uh, not being as mobile as him. Well, with uh, any so, luck, we won't feel too bad about the, losing the season series, getting swept in the season series against Detroit. They're looking a yeah. little bit better this year. So, yep. I thought they wouldn't even have. Let's like, put that in the rearview mirror. I didn't think they were going to have a shot at uh, you know making the playoffs. They're in the a fun East, team. But now they're looking good. So. They're a fun team. Good for Jeff Van Gundy. I mean, Stan Van. Stan yeah, Van. Stan the man, Van. The man Van. Yeah, I'm sure Jeff's happy too. Yeah, he seems yeah. like a happy guy. It's always fun when teams that you don't think are going to be that good come out and start really strong. Uh, so that's... Yeah. So I like seeing the Pistons. Kind of uh, like tonight's opponent, the Orlando Magic, came out really that's strong. That's right. Yeah. We were recording this uh, pretty much during the game. That's right. We uh, wanted to get this in before the long Thanksgiving weekend. Everybody, mm-hmm. we hope you're going to have a great Thanksgiving weekend. Here, maybe, here. Maybe you're listening to this. I don't know when Neil's going to post it, if it's going to be on Thanksgiving tomorrow or on Friday during Black Friday. So Around either the way, table with your family, perhaps. Maybe you're, stand, maybe you're sitting in line at Best Buy or something, and you're waiting to get in in the morning, and you're listening to us. Absolutely. Stay warm out there we respect your hustle just don't be mean to people when you go in don't start punching people you know to get to your toys yep um we want to give a shout out to canis hoopus once again really fun to be on their network now we've been big fans of them so if you are a canis listener and listening to your first show welcome we enjoy you being here and if you're a regular listener who goes way back best wolves blog on the internet obviously yeah we love it we love it so much so big fans uh yeah well let's let's go ahead into our main topics this week we're gonna uh go on to a segment that we like to call for full court press here's the tip our first thing that we're going to talk about is the thanksgiving themed episode so obviously the first question is what are obviously. we thankful for what am I thankful for? Scott? Regarding the Timberwolves, you know. Oh, okay. Well, I was about to say you in this opportunity to be on the show first and foremost. Well, but it's Timberwolves related. On the Timberwolves, we'll accept it. Um, what I'm thankful for, I'm going to say legitimacy, mm. uh, because that has been sorely lacking, especially since KG left. Uh, there's just it's been so Put tough. Put respect to be. on my name. Remember that. That's right. We need. It's good to have respect from. Uh, from national uh, sports outlets. It's good to have respect from other NBA teams, other NBA players. It's good to get attention. So I'm thankful for a newfound legitimacy. But let's hope that, that can, we can parlay that into, you know, into some wins, into a good playoff run. It'll be interesting so. to see if there's any wolves on uh, Patrick Royce's turkey list <laughs> in tomorrow's newspaper. It's always a sports media column highlight. It's every a, year a tradition unlike any who's other. A turkey. Yeah, so I wonder... If there's going to be any kind of old shouts, because we've been doing pretty good. We're getting that respect, like you said, That's from the right. local media. I'm not embarrassed to talk about it with my friends. I've never been embarrassed, but sometimes they didn't have very much interest. You they're know, showing during games. They're showing all these, you know, these big patches of Wolves fans with you know new jerseys and stuff. So yeah, on the mic uh, on the broadcast, uh, I think it was the Detroit game. Jim Pete was saying that uh, Jeff Munke, friend of the pod, uh, mm-hmm. was saying that attendance is up 3,000 fans over last season. Yep. And I think it's up even more than that because they always report the number of tickets sold. And there would be a lot of games where you go there and they're like, announced attendance, 15,000. And you look around, there's like barely 10. You know? Right. And you're like, okay, I, I see you. But uh, the game I went to last week against the Spurs, Wednesday night, looks sold out. You know, They announced mm-hmm. it sold out. And there was very few open seats in the arena. Uh, what was your experience on Sunday you were at the game? Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty close to being full. Uh, it wasn't sold out. Yeah. Um, but it was probably in the you know a solid you know three quarter, three quarter to four fifths full. Yeah, it's 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 very fun to see. But the old times, it used to 
in the lower level, it used to be how many full tree, like, because they'd have the tree seats. Oh, yeah. You know, that would wrap around the lower level, and it's how many full trees are there. I like Sometimes that. Sometimes it'd be three, four, five full That's something trees, I noticed people. when I was sitting in the upper deck for that Spurs game, looking down to see if there's any seats I can sneak down to. Oh, the yeah. The dark blue seats make it a lot harder to notice empty seats. Yep. With those kind of bright blue, bright green beforehand, it was such an eyesore when there was an empty seat. It was very noticeable. But it, it was always easy to, if you were going to sneak down and be like, okay, we're going to go two rows up from the tip of the tree. Right, exactly. In row, you know, whatever. It was a good reference point. Yeah, it was a very good reference point. Uh, so, so they eliminated that, and that uh, and we people were talking... like to make the pilgrimage down to sneak down to get better seats. Oh, I it's, still snuck down. Tough times. I still got my better seats. You still, still got it's it. It's tougher. It's tougher. You need to be a pro <laughs> like me, you know. Uh, but we were talking. Savvy veteran. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago on the pod about Detroit's new arena is very empty, and it's made worse because yep. it's bright red seats. So you notice every empty seat. Ugh. And that's the thing about these new Navy seats is that the crowd looks more full even if it's not because those new Navy seats are harder to see. Yeah, it's a real upgrade. Um, one of the things I'm thankful for, I want to – that's a solid knocking on wood, this yep. wood desk that we record at. I can confirm. Uh, because I'm thankful for the health of our team. Uh, Clippers. I'll join you. Yeah, Clippers, Jazz, uh, Nuggets, all teams that we thought we would be in a – neck and neck race with for playoff seeding in which we might still be all have suffered major injuries recently Gobert yes. is out a month uh Millsap Millsap is now going to be out for three months after Ugh. having surgery on his hand which we hate to see we like to see our favorite players injuries, playing yeah. yeah those are the worst uh, especially you know when they come back it's like how sometimes it takes a little time to heal even when yep. they get back um so the Nuggets are in a bad shape right now for the next three months and the Clippers have been on a losing streak and just lost Patrick Beverly. So yep. uh, you know, it's one of those things where it just every time that happens to a contender that we're you're fighting against for playoff seating, I just feel thankful it hasn't happened to us yet. So uh thankful for the health. Hopefully we can continue that going on. I would hate to see any of our guys go down for any extended amount of time. And really those are the worst moments of the season. I mean the individual losses you can get over even the really tough losses, but when, but when you see a guy go down, like all those times that Ricky went down, right? Um, it just breaks your heart and it ruins, you know, it 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 takes away a chunk of the enjoyment, absolutely, for the rest of the season. I've always said the worst part of sports is injuries. Yes, and that's why any sports video game I play, the first thing I do when I start, turn off the injuries. Turn off injuries. I don't. Absolutely. I'm not playing fake fantasy basketball so that I can see real life injuries happen to players. You know, <laughs> come on, this is fantasy world. I Absolutely. Need to be fun. Um, well, let's continue knocking on wood if it if it's working, because mm-hmm. um, that is something that we got to be thankful for continuously. Uh, I guess we were kind of already touched upon this a little bit when we're talking about the seats. I'm thankful for the new Target Center remodel. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Good upgrade. Absolutely. I've noticed that the seats, the material the seats are made out of, are the exact same as, like, you've seen the new era hats uh, that uh, some of them are a little scaly and kind of shiny. Yes. That's the same material on the seats, I noticed. So mm. if you have one of those hats at home and you're wondering what the seats compare. feel like, you just rub that on your butt, you know? Yeah, I'm thankful for how, especially after seeing other teams jerseys how they've integrated the uh the new ads uh the new corporate sponsorship Um, i'm thankful for i'm thankful for how well it's integrated in into the uniform uh because there's a lot of teams where it isn't quite so uh it just sort of looks like a patch right it's been you know just sort of put on there the fitbit one fits in there so i'm happy with that and it's also it's it's 
fits thematically. It's like this is mm-hmm. an athletic game, and here at Fitbit is athletic yes. software or hardware, you know. And it makes a lot more sense than some of these team sponsors you see where it's like no ties to basketball at all. It's like yeah. blank software solutions or whatever, you know. It's just like, okay, that's kind of a weird, you know, juxtaposition. Yeah. But they support the team. Fitbit makes what, sense, you know. Like, yeah, it's athletic. So I'm thankful for that as well. And we say it every year, but I'm always thankful for him. Nobody tells Gorgie J what to do. <laughs> it's Jim Peterson. I'm, I'm thankful for Gorgie as well, but thankful for Jim Pete, Dave Benz, great announcing crew. They're um, on top of their games. Yeah, absolutely. They're and as good it, as ever. I don't go to as many games as I used to during the, some of the spare seasons. I can get really cheap season tickets. And Neil and I, even on other seasons where they were bad, we would go to like 20 to 30 home games a year yep. just because tickets were really cheap. And uh, so the one silver lining to being to watching more games at home is that I get to hear them on the mic, and that's always a very good trade off. It's like, well, I can't be there, but at least I get to hear Jim Pete, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And really, it's I would if I could watch the game in the arena, and I could like pipe in the feed of you know, oh, Jim sure. Pete calling it. I probably would because he just adds so much. He adds a uh, an insight that. Uh, very few other uh, commentary teams do. It's true. So uh, definitely like, thankful for him, see, uh, especially all these years that he's been with the team oh, yeah. through thick and thin. And we, we talked about this last season. We don't know how many more seasons we have with him before he goes and no. tries some bigger, better things, you know? Yeah. So I'm just thankful for every game we get. Uh, you have say, to be. It reminds me of baseball fans who sometimes sit in the bleachers and have the radio in their ear. Yes, they can hear the radio Absolutely. call it. I would do that too if Jim Pete, I could get him in my ear, you know, during the games. That'd that be means great. you're a real fan. I also appreciate this is a little bit of a tangent, but I, now it's happened it a few times during the season, especially during the Hornets game when they call out their bad seating position. Like some of these new arenas, they <laughs> yeah. aren't letting the announcers sit on the floor. They're having them seat, seated higher up in the arena. Right, right. And I love that without fail, they'll complain about it every time because they're like, oh, I couldn't see it very well because we're so far up here. You know, it's my bad for not seeing it. And, you know, so it's just all these little passive aggressive hey, they're, they're one of the premier announcing teams in the NBA, I dare say. So they demand a certain certain level of accommodation. Well, I think, yeah, it's it helps the product for everyone at home. Why, why are you going to move them up to a harder-to-see area so you can fit two more courtside seats in, earn some more money? Don't do that to the home listeners, you know? Yeah, that's sacrificing the fan experience for lining your own pockets, Exactly. Say. All right, well, let's move. Those are some things we're thankful for. I'm also thankful for you, the listener. Aww. And Robert. Oh, well, co-host. you pointed at me when you... Yeah, I'm, I did. I'm I was, a fan. I was pointing, well, you are a listener as well, too. Yes, so I am. I'm so. a, I appreciate everyone listening and for Robert, my co-host. Let's go on to okay, our next buddy. subject. He's heating up! It's time looking forward to these big Thanksgiving meals. You know, mm. tomorrow we're gonna have oh, yeah. a big old meal. I'm gonna have two. Loosen the belt. One side of the family, the other side of the family. It's great. It's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a professional day of eating. I've already started preparing myself tonight. You know. Yep. And so I've done I'm, this before. This is kind of a weird subject, but we're gonna talk about which Thanksgiving dish is each Timberwolves player. <laughs> so all right. First, we gotta start with the turkey. There's a couple different arguments for this. Here's what I think. Yeah. Jimmy John's has a, sir, a turkey sandwich called the Turkey Tom. Yes. So is the turkey Tom Thibodeau? Turkey Tom? <laughs> he is He is kind of, he's a coach. You know, he's kind of the connecting fabric for this team. He can be salty. He, oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so, you know. I think you're probably onto something there. Um, Come on, drops. I'm never happy. <laughs> that has to improve. We've got so many of these. 
I think you have to have great dislike for losing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Tom Thibodeau is the turkey. It just works. And that way we don't have to describe, decide which of the t- big three is the top dog who get that turkey status. We're just going to give it to Tom mm. Thibodeau. See, I would, I would say the turkey, it's the main course. It's what you put at like the top of the – it's what you present. It's your top billing thing. Right. And – on this team, I think that's Carl Anthony Towns. I think so, so too. That I'm is gonna go, I'm gonna. He's the he's the centerpiece. All right, I like that. So the, the turkey is the centerpiece on the table. Carl Anthony Towns is the centerpiece of this team when push comes to shove. All right, let's move on to stuffing. Mm. I feel like stuffing should be a great dunker, someone who stuffs it all the time. <laughs> okay. And so if Towns is off Are the you board, thinking what I'm thinking, we then? should probably probably say Andrew Wiggins, right? Yeah, he's good stuffing. Were, he were you thinking of someone else? I think you could go a few different directions. Going to see if anybody's dead down there on the baseline because that- <laughs> going in that direction. I think I would say when I think of stuffing, I think of something that kind of binds a lot of different things together. Oh sure. Um, and so with that, I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. So you're going more My the swag is crazy right now. You're going more the dunk direction. I'm going more the, you know, he stuffs the stat sheet. Mm, yeah, he does. He fills it up. He does the rebounds, the assists, you know, Absolutely. the steals. It's yes. not just the scoring. Yes. All right. Well, next up, mashed potatoes. There's a lot of different potatoes that you can have, but I feel like mashed is the most common at Thanksgiving. You know? Yeah. That's. <laughs> yeah, it's a tradition. It's one of these things that you, at least for me. I mix it in with all the other things I'm going to eat. Oh, yeah. It you makes know? it all better. And then you pour the gravy on top of the potatoes and the turkey. And oh. you, know, you can just smother the whole plate in gravy. Can't wait for tomorrow. All right. Cannot so wait. who are we going to assign potatoes to? It's a pretty important role at the table. That's it's perhaps the most important role. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'm going to take when I think about mashed potatoes, on its own, I, you need that gravy. On oh, its own, yeah. I think of it as being just sort of blah great point it's sort of a canvas to to add things onto uh so when i think of that with the timberwolves i'm gonna think of who is our most blah player mm. that's cole aldrich cole aldrich no sound cole drops aldrich. for him no sound drops at all so he's just, just the sounds of silence he's just potatoes he's just potatoes and he can be good but you need definitely need to add something to make him effective um i think i know who i want to be gravy then who do you want to be gravy? I'm finding the sound drop. No, that's not the sound drop. That's this one. What do you think about that play when you blocked that shot? That was a big play. You're yeah. starting overtime, yeah. huh? Yeah. You start everything, huh? Yeah, I tried to, 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 to save your ass. All right. <laughs> it's Nemanja Bialica saying, trying yep. to save your ass. Talking trash. He's the gravy. You know, when he's yes, going he right, he's just poured over everything, you know? Ah, so tasty. He's, he's everywhere. All right. I like that. What about uh, pumpkin pie? Ooh. It's kind of the sweet dessert. Pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. Not, it's not mm. everybody's jam, but, and it only comes around really once a year do you eat pumpkin pie, you know? That's it's not, true. It's not a year-long Which is pie. too bad. Yeah. Which is a shame. Okay, I think I know perfectly then what it is. Uh, we're going to go with... Nothing but twine by Boz the Great and Powerful. <laughs> Shabazz yeah. is going to be our, uh, our, you know, because once a year he has a good game, and... <laughs> It's very great when that Not when so that good game. Year. It's kind of rare, you know, but it's great when it happens. 
Uh, and you know, when it happens, you wonder why it doesn't happen more often. Exactly. What a great call. Mm. Um, and then let's talk about some side dishes real quick before we move on. Let's, you know, people in different parts of the country do stuff differently. Some like in the South, everyone has Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese. In the Midwest, we have green bean casserole. Yep. Which is Every great. Year, it's kind of a region, regional flavor. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Tyus Jones for green bean casserole. Because <laughs> he's Midwestern. He's Midwestern, you Midwestern know. Midwestern to the core. I would think when I think of uh, mac and cheese, I think of kind of smooth and creamy. Mm-hmm. And I think of Jamal Crawford. I think of that. Oh, sure. Someone, you know, just uh, silky smooth. Yeah, I think that's But maybe great that'd thing. be more... Uh, better for a French soup pie then. Mm, wow, that's another uh, Thanksgiving tradition, at least. A lot in of my good house, food and I hope yours. Uh, who is the bread and butter? I feel like it's Taj and Teague because yep. it's, it's a pick and roll, rolls, bread, bread and, and, and butter. Rolls. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I think we're going Teague and Gibson on that Teague one. Teague and Gibson are the bread and butter. All right, everybody. That is our talk about food I'm and hungry. Timberwolves. Yeah, I'm actually now hungry too. Um, so let, hit us up if you think of any other ones online at Wolf's Cast. Let us know if we missed anything. Many any obvious connections. There's about so many food. ones we missed, but all right. Let's do our last topic in full court press. He's on fire. We talked about this a little bit last week. It can be difficult with your family members at Thanksgiving. Someone it always brings up something offensive. You know, usually mm-hmm. about politics, sometimes about Ricky Rubio. It's inevitable. And you have to be able to tell these relatives, hey, that's offensive, and let them know what they're doing is offensive. So we are going to talk to a few Timberwolves players and coaches and tell them what they're doing that offends us. Yes. So first up... For time Tom, to clear the air. Just got to let them know so they can make their ways better. First up, Tom Thibodeau, your rotations are offensive to me. <laughs> you know, you're, you're just doing the hockey shift too many times. You're not, you're not staggering your people enough. You're not playing belly enough. Yeah, I There's, mean, and now going on 13 years of losing. I'm sick of it after one, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, Tibbs. Your threshold for experimenting with all these different lineups seems to be decreasing by the game. Right, exactly, and it's just like, don't make me cheer for an injury so that we get to see some actual. You need to find something that works and go with it, Tibbs. Be more experimental, you know. Mm. And uh, he hasn't been doing that very much, so I'd like to see more of that. Okay, well. Real friends are honest with each other. That's, I felt I could. Is there anyone you have uh, taken offense with? All right. Well, I take offense with Andrew Wiggins' free throw percentage. Mm. Um, Shout to Drew Wiggs, man. Right. He finally listening. Everything else has been great, but his free throw percentage has just, he's been a reliable one, uh, brick one, ma- uh, make one. Yeah. And in the fourth it's, quarter, it's it hasn't sad. gotten better. Um, so that's, I take offense to that because. Having a guy out there who goes to the rim as much as he does, or at least should be, mm-hmm. um, having him out there at a close game, he just it miss free throws just kill you, just kill you in these close games. And having a guy who's prone to do that, um, it's something that I take offense He's to. He's leaving points on the board. Wiggins, you love uh, scoring. Don't leave points on the board. Happened in the, in the Detroit game. People are clowning him now. I listen to the Rainer podcasts. Mm. They're clowning him all the time about that. People are noticing Wiggs. It's still a small sample You're size. Max. But that's, You're a max player now. That sample size is growing bigger every day. Yes. Andre Drummond should not be shooting a higher free throw percentage than you. So please, Andrew, get that in control and stop snapping. Everything else though is good. All right. My next, my next complaint is for Jimmy Butler. He might scream when uh, he hears me criticize him like this. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy falling in the water and screaming. Your shot selection leaves something to be desired, Jimmy. There's a lot of like 
long twos or you back someone in the post and take like a two that's still like, you know, 10 feet out or something like that. I know you're trying to find your offense, but please look in different sections. Uh, it was encouraging in Detroit. I saw that he uh, made a few threes. So, you know, he's he's shooting those a little bit more. I'd like to see more consistency there. He's obviously gets to the free throw line a lot. I'd like to see him get to the rim maybe a little bit more and trade in some of those. Uh, you know, when you get that post up, don't do a fadeaway jump shot every time. You know, maybe do an up and under and, and get to the rim like that, you know? Yeah. Um, it has been something that, you know, you, he hasn't had. He's had some good shot selection games, uh, but he's had a lot where it's, it has been, you know, kind of head scratching. So, yeah. yeah, I can understand you taking offense to that. Uh, something that I take offense to, a guy that just has not gotten it going whatsoever this year uh, that we thought was going to be. Uh, maybe Motivated the, at least. Maybe the guy off of the bench, uh, Shabazz Muhammad. Um, just Boz. Just straight Boz. <laughs> Excuse me. Just Boz. Just, just straight Boz. He just hasn't gotten it going. His shot selection has been at times just uh, what is very. He doing? Yeah, what is he doing? So those sort of shots that lead to a fast break on the other end. Yeah, exactly. Um, the three pointer has been pretty much non existent. I think he's made, was it two this year? He's like two of 20 yeah, or something it's been like real that. Bad. Yeah, something real bad. He needs. He had a hot streak last year. You know he is capable of it. But it's just weird to me because it seems like he's regressed this year. And if anything, yes. like maybe it's not he, getting out in transition. You hear really, this sometimes so. is like uh, maybe all the weight he lost the, has disrupted his shot. People have said mm. that like Dwight Howard used to be a good shooter until he gained all that upper body strength, and then he his shot's mm. always been off since then. So sometimes gaining a lot of weight or losing a lot of weight can throw off your equilibrium a little bit. So. Maybe that's it. I don't know. It just seems like he worked really hard all summer. How do you come back with a worse shot, you know? Yeah, and with a lot on the line this year in terms of your future. Um, so hopefully he can get it back. I mean, he's certainly a guy that we all love and want to see succeed. Uh, so while we take offense, you know, we're definitely hoping for the best for Boz. All right, one last thing I want to say before we get on to our sponsor, Town's usage rate. Maybe it's Town's fault for not demanding it more. Maybe it's Teague's fault for not hooking him up. But for one of the guys that we say is the best player in the NBA, one of the best, he is 61st among players averaging 25 minutes a game in usage rate. The more we use him, the better things will be. So why don't we get the ball more to Town's? Town's, why don't you be a little bit more aggressive? I understand you're trying to be accommodating, work with this new team, but uh, Towns, we need you to have a higher usage rate. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, he, that's what he would say to hearing that I he's sixth to... first in usage rate. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we have a sponsor we're going to go on to now. That's it for Full Court Press, our Thanksgiving themed edition. But now we got to pay some bills. All right, everybody, it's time for our, a sponsor ad. We have an update from our friend, Kellen. You might remember him. Still looking for a job. We updated you on him last November. You remember last season that our friend Kellen was let go from his ad writing job with the Timberwolves Radio Network. They said he was an enthusiastic worker, but that there was always something a little bit off about his ads. To help Kellen find employment, we're going to read a pitch that he wrote to sell season ticket packages for this season. So here's the pitch. All eyes are on the rise as your Minnesota Timberwolves start a new look, new raccoon-free era of basketball in the Twin Cities. Watch Jimmy Butler, the new leader of the pack, wolf pack that is, not a pack of raccoons, lead your wolves to the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. Join the team at the freshly remodeled Target Center, where you will enjoy new seats, better food, and absolutely no raccoons whatsoever. Season ticket packages are selling out fast, 
So guarantee your seat before they're gone, unless you're a raccoon, in which case we will not sell you a ticket. Exciting plays, rim-shaking dunks, a winning team, and most importantly, no raccoons watching from the rafters, running onto the court, or stacking themselves on top of each other and dressing up like humans. Now that's the power of the pack. Call and get your tickets today. That's some ad copy written from our friend Kellen. Hashtag hire Kellen. Please, he is uh, good at what he does. Just looking for employment out here. It's a tough world for a working man. So get get on us. Help let us out. know. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you can hire Kellen. All right. All right, everybody. That does it for our sponsor of the week. It's time for my favorite segment music. It's been a few weeks, so here we go. It's mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This mailbag. It's the time where we interact with the audience. You send us in your questions. We send you out our answers. Thanks to everyone who tweeted at us at Wolvescast is the handle. And thanks to Neil, who's gonna have a hell of a time sound editing this one. The EQ's <laughs> been a little bit weird, but you know, every week we get better. We're thankful for you, Neil. Wherever he's you a are. genius with that sort of Having stuff. Having Thanksgiving on the road this year. All right, first question for mailbag. If you could change or add one rule to the NBA, what would it be? That question comes from Hank Zimmerman at H.W. Mm. Zimmerman, who covers the Wolves for dunking with Wolves. Shouts mm. to Hank. Good question. Well, I'm going to take a little bit more of a radical approach. Please do. Um, because I'm into just goofy stuff. So if I could add a rule, um, what I would do is I would expand sort of the kind of the penalties that you get for fouling mm. and maybe past a certain threshold you have to an entire team penalty Ooh, so perhaps you say okay once you get past 10 fouls as a team in like let's say a quarter or you know whatever and a half you have to put on a weighted vest or something like that the entire oh. team for let's say 90 seconds i like that sort of more like a video game sort of thing where you know you you got, like, the power-ups or whatever. The stats go down, yeah. Yeah, or maybe your team has to, for, like, a free throw, you have to use, like, one of the mini basketballs Ooh. that you get at Valley Fair. Something like that. Yeah. Now, something where a little bit more creative in terms of the punishment that they dish out um, for I'm entirely for on board with this, and I think it's great. It's it would kind of ruin like... the, the integrity of the game and everything. It would be shattered. J.R. Smith did that a long time ago. <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. I like the idea. It's kind of like power plays for hockey when everyone puts on the heavy vest. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. You get like a 90-second power play for the other team, <laughs> trying to run it out. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't take that long. Oh, I would love to see some of the big guys try to foul people with the heavy vest on. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. It's, oh, it's a man. thought. Can you imagine like how like rad it would be for someone to be wearing the heavy vest and throw down a monstrous dunk? It oh, adds an yeah. extra level to that dunk where you're like, he was wearing the, he was wearing vest. the vest. Oh, my uh, God. Can merchandise him? Yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of this idea. and I, I would love to think of some other creative penalties to yeah. enforce on people. Yeah. Have the rim baby retract like... Like uh, a sixteenth of an inch, Ooh. it get it constrict it constricts a little bit. If we can get the build bo- the backboard like moving, swaying a little bit, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Moving target. It all could happen. 
All right, I got a great idea. I like that one. It might not, this idea might not be better, but it's definitely good. I noticed how much fun NFL players have with touchdown dances. And if the No Fun League, the NFL, can do that. It's a golden era for NFL touchdown celebrations, I'd say. Oh, yeah, although they're not allowed to dunk through the field goal hoop anymore, or the field goal post. They're fine in a way, though. Is exactly team, the, what, team celebrations. The field goal post is exactly the same height as it at rim. So yes, it is. If you, dunk, if you can dunk on a field goal post, you can dunk a basketball, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, so if the NFL can have touchdown dances, I think the NBA should have timeout celebrations. You know the timeouts <laughs> where a team goes on a big run and then the yep. other team has to call a timeout and the crowd goes crazy because you just basically force them into a timeout. Stem the tide turnover. Right. You know? The stem the tide turnover timeout. Excuse I think. Me. Yeah, timeout. Timeout. Yeah, stem me. the time tide out. Timeout. <laughs> I think what we should do is have a team can do a dance then before they go back to the bench for the timeout. So if we you know, go on a 9-0 run and the other coach has to call a timeout, then we can do a choreographed dance or something <laughs> before we head to the bench. Yeah. I just I think the NBA players are super creative. I'd love to see what the funny dances they can come up with. At home, you could get the arena uh, the arena crew you know, involved, get the oh, lights. Oh, yeah. You, you know, have props music. and stuff. Crunch comes out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that that would be this super is show entertaining. Business. Yeah, exactly. And you just got to rub it in the other team's face a little bit more. You know, We just mm. caused you to waste one of your timeouts. Yeah, can't touch this. Yeah, you know what? The refs, you stay with just you stay with the on the court stuff. After the whistle is blown, hey, you just let it go. Let it go. Have some yeah. fun, you know. Because I know you can celebrate a little bit after a dunk, but not really do a whole dance. Because the other team will run down, and you know you gotta get back. NBA's personality driven league. Let them have some fun. Is all I'm Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. All right. Good question, Hank. Our next question is from frequent uh, question asker Jared. <laughs> Although he used his Professor Pigskin uh, handle at Prof Pigskin underscore yep. MN from the Kings of the North podcast. That's right. Uh, he asks you specifically, but I'm going to answer as well. If Robert could watch any three NBA players compete against each other at Jeopardy, which you are a fan of, you posted yes, the I Jeopardy am. episodes for us. Absolutely. Which three would they be? They don't necessarily need to be the ones who you think would be best. So it's not like the smartest. You know, you're not going to have to have Shane Battier out there as one of the contestants or something like that. <laughs> Right. It's not the most clever people. It's just who which three NBA players would you like to watch on well, Jeopardy? This is a this is a great question, Professor Pigskin. Great question. Um so what I would do, and these guys would need be need to be in specific spots. Okay. Um, so on the far left spot, I'm going to put Joel Embiid. Ooh. because uh, he seems like a really smart guy Jojo. and he's very competitive and he's uh, he's just, he's not so afraid to, yeah, he's super entertaining. He's not afraid to be goofy. Did you see that play against Donovan Mitchell this past yes, week? Yes, it was he so He blocks John, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, then he insults him, he Clowns taunts him. him, then Donovan Mitchell gets up and gives him a little shove, and Embiid flops hilariously totally on the ground. Flops. 275 pound Joel Embiid gets pushed gets, over by the rook. Yeah. Then Embiid, uh, Donovan Mitchell gets the technical from Embiid's flop. Embiid gives him the T while sitting down, then gets up and mocks him more. Yep. Oh, what, a, what an amazing it sequence. Was, I'm was, in love with this guy. It was absolutely beautiful. So if he was unleashed on the Jeopardy stage, I think he would be similarly entertaining. Um, now, how do, you, how do you counter that? You need another big personality yeah. to counter that. So on the other side, on the right hand side, I'm going to put Draymond Green. Ooh, because those two have like a budding rivalry. Um, I mean, the the couple times that they're going to play each other this year, um, they already had kind of a a good back and forth the first time they played. Um, and Draymond's I feel like not Draymond's, gonna let anyone show Draymond's him up. not going to let anybody um, show him up. He's not going to back down from him. Also, I believe Jeopardy. Draymond, I think, went Smart through guy. all four years of college. I think he yeah. was drafted after Smart his fourth guy. year. So you know, he has that complete college education. Yes, he Joe does. Joe left Big after just education. one year. You know, absolutely. So. 
What do you put in between those two? It's fire and fire, so maybe a little bit of ice. I'm I'm thinking so too. I'm thinking some German ice. Ooh, Dirk Nowitzki. I am a big fan. Another guy who I feel is super smart, but also I think would be a good uh, a good foil to those two guys. He's a good sport. He's got more of a dry yeah. sense of humor. Yep. I think, and I also think he's a smart guy. I get the impression he's a very smart guy. So. Oh yeah. Worldly, disarming personality. Uh, I, so, I, would, I would put my money on Dirk to win that game between. Yeah, the three so three big men, three big men. I like that. Yeah, big men have some of the best personalities. So, uh, so I think that would be a great game. That's who I would choose. Plus, think how funny Trebek would look next to all those big guys. <laughs> oh man, he would be looking. That's a great photo. Yeah, you couldn't fit those. The two heads wouldn't fit in the same frame. All right. Well, similarly, I have uh, my first contestant has a very colorful personality. I, you know I love him. I talk about him all the time. It's Michael Beasley, everybody. Yes. Be easy. Super cool. Uh, you heard his interview before the Knicks about how most people only use 10% of your their brain, but <laughs> if you could use 11, that was how could you figure that out unless you Legendary. use 11? Just Legendary hilarious. Timberwolf. Best sound bites. The more he talks, the, the happier I am. So to get him on Jeopardy. Legendary Media Day guy. Oh, Just to hear him like explain his answers on Jeopardy would be hilarious. <laughs> you know you would get the most crazy answers and they would all be hilarious and i could see him being getting some of the super easy ones wrong spectacularly right but then getting like the hardest ones and being like that was my plan all along yeah this would be easy plan confound expectations next up my boyfriend the man who has my heart i'm ricky rubio i'm not like anybody else (laughs) i'd love to see ricky i mean what a cute voice you know you just want to hear his voice change change his face yes be happy enjoy (laughs) I think he'd be good at geography stuff, you know. Yes, he would. International player Poetry. That he is. Poetry, any of the arts. Uh, yes. Anything about the romance. Yeah. You know, he would get all Fine that. arts. I, I just, uh, I love to see him on a TV show. He, I've seen some him be a guest on different, uh, like, international talk shows and play games and stuff like that. So I think, Ricky, I would love to, you know, have you change my face while I'm watching Jeopardy. Yeah. And him then, and Beasley. That would be quite a... They had a good connection going. For, yeah, they're you know, friends. You know, they're, they're buds. Absolutely. And then finally, a curveball would be Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Silent, but you would have to Silent hear him talk, killer. which is funny whenever you hear him talk because you just never do. So you would have to hear him talk. And plus, he's from the Spurs, which is the most well-read team in the NBA. Yes. That's the team that all knows their wine vintages and like what's a good bottle of wine mm-hmm. and like military tactics and stuff like that. That's a smart team. I think Kawhi is probably a, like a silent but super smart dude. And I would just like to see the side eye he gives Beasley all the time. When Beasley says something crazy, Kawhi would just give him that side eye. Be, yeah. Be, for the memes. So NBA Jeopardy, uh, that's what we like to That'd see. That'd be fantastic. We could have an NBA like tournament of champions. Mm. That would be the ideal. Yeah. I'd be yeah. All these guys. All the money all going out. to charity, you know? Yes, I'd absolutely. Like all right. Next question. The bench has been much improved this season. What do you think has, who do you think has improved the most from last year's bench players, Gorgie included? Because Gorgie was a starter last year, so you can't say mm. Gorgie. I have a feeling we won't. That's from the GB Beefcake on Twitter. <laughs> That's Matt Polum. A lot less shout outs to him because. Uh, Another Kings of the North. I miss watching games with him. We used to live yeah. together, and now we don't. Ah, so, uh, most improved player on the bench, Robert, who do you think it is? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious, uh, at least so far this this year, that Nemanja Bjelica is the most improved bench player. Most, he, maybe most improved player on the team. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, he showed fla- uh, flashes last year. Uh, he ended the year really well, but he was pretty inconsistent, couldn't stay on the floor Yeah, uh, really. Uh, but this year he's been obviously shooting it super well, but when he puts it on the floor, he's been finishing well. Uh, he's been rebounding. He's even been he's defending better. Um, so I've been very impressed with him. I want him to get more minutes. 
Um, he can get muscled around some. We saw that in the Charlotte game uh, and even in the Detroit game too. Um, he's a mobile defender, but when you put him against you know a bigger, uh, bigger, uh, stronger forward, then he struggles. But I think he's been fantastic, and he's that he's that guy that you need in the modern NBA, the stretch four. He's the if you could you know if you could get him to become a, a frequent contributor or a consistent contributor. It's only going to make the team take him to the next step. If he can keep uh, this pace level. all year long, he's in, he's in for a good contract next season. Ooh, I mean, time. but the only thing I'm worried about is still small sample size. We've seen hot stretches from him before. Yes. Obviously, it gives it gets your hopes up when he starts the season hot because it's like maybe he can go all season. We haven't seen that cold stretch yet. His haircut looks great, too. Oh, he looks yes. great in the New Jerseys. Yes. Yeah, he, he looks he looks fantastic. But mm-hmm. uh, um, so I, I just pretty hope, obvious. I hope that this isn't his hot stretch and the rest of the season will be cold or anything like that. Or I hope he doesn't <laughs> get his once year leg injury that happens mysteriously every year. Yeah. Like, I got it like walking off a plane one year or something like that. <laughs> so uh, getting out of bed. I yeah, know. no, I've been loving watching him. The other person I'd say is Tyus Jones, local mm-hmm. boy. Uh, Game. <laughs> Blouses. Local boy, Tyus Jones. And it seems like maybe he's playing at par with what we would expect from him. Um, he's been good in some games. His shot's been off in some games. Um, but I just think that his increased minutes, he's now the de facto backup point guard. Last year, he was the third string point guard. And that was kind of the same in all of his career. He was third string or lower on the point guard. Yeah, I think some of chart. us thought that there might be actually a battle between him and Aaron Brooks for backup point guard spot. And he hasn't been the case Aaron so far. Aaron Brooks has been at the very end of the bench. Which I'm happy about. I like giving Tyus those minutes. He's been holding his own in those minutes. I think he's a smart NBA he's player. Been the, uh, he's been the straw that stirs the drink for a second unit that has been that has actually won games right. so far this year. So Absolutely. So I'm proud of you, Tyus. You're that. getting more minutes, have more responsibility, and you ha- your play hasn't taken a step backwards. So that, for me, is an improvement. Mm-hmm. All right, two more questions we got. Hey, at Wolvescast, how about your fave jersey number that is not the unique 67? That is from frequent question asker, longtime friend of the show, cue card guy on Twitter. Mm. Um, good question. It's a great question. I, it's too bad he said that's not 67 because that might be my that favorite. That is a good one. It might be my favorite number in the league right now. Um, I'm going to go with Jay Crowder's 99. <laughs> I love it. It's as high as you can get before yeah. you have to go to double zeros or Gretzky something. Gretzky homage. And yeah, it's just like, you know, 99 problems. It's just like a funny, uh, like, if I can't be number one, I'm going to take the far end of the spectrum and be yes. 99. Yep. You never see it. You never see it in almost any sport. So uh, I'm going with Jay Crowder on this one. Yep. Uh, I've always been a fan of the number zero on a jersey, even mm. double zero, but I think single zero is uh, my favorite. Um, it used to be rare, but now almost every team has a zero, it feels like, thanks yeah. to Russ and Damian making it popular. And again. that's who my favorite is, is Russell Westbrook zero. Yeah. I feel like it's a great great combination. Best zero in the league for sure. Yeah. It used to be Gilbert Arenas, obviously. Oh, sure. Agent he zero. The guy. And I would have said Nemanja Bielitsa 88 because I thought that was another weird like anomaly. I love that one. Yeah, I anomaly love that one. numbers around the NBA where it's just some weird upper register number. Um, that would have been my favorite, but he's back to eight now. Back to eight. He's playing so, much better because of it. Yeah, so. he's got that. Getting rid of that extra eight on the jersey has kind of lightened his spirits a little bit. So yep. So I'm happy for him, but uh, Russell Westbrook zero I think is pretty damn cool. All right, and last question coming in right at the buzzer before we started recording the show tonight. Who made a bigger mistake, Boz, 
turning down four years, $40 million. Last, uh, that's about the time we extended Gorgie yep. two off seasons ago. And we apparently offered Boz four years, $40 million. He turned that down. Or Nerlens Noel, who turned down four years, $80 million from the Mavericks this last offseason, took the qualifying offer instead. He'll be an unrestricted free agent after the season. Neither have been having even remotely good seasons. That's from Ryan at Ryan underscore SFA on Twitter. What do you think, Robert? Uh, so I'm going to say that Nerlens Noel has been the bigger uh, the bigger mistake, not taking that four years, $80 million. Not only discrepancy in money, but he's, he's getting just DNP CDs, and he was normally going to be like ideally he's going to be a like a starter on their team right no one thought shabazz was going to start he's still playing every game he's still getting minutes um he's still going to have a chance to turn around mavericks have seemed to just give up on noel and so that's going to hurt it's very yeah, weird because yeah. their team is so bad and it's just like you can't find any minutes for this dude yeah it's a real toxic relationship there I and mean, you gotta tr- trust carlisle to you know evaluate talent and know know what he's got there so it's weird i mean it's a long season and they're gonna the mavs are pretty bad pretty early on so we'll see what he does with them but yeah that turning down 20 million dollars a year that's turned into he might he might not be in the league in two years well he might get one more shot after this debacle right in what what seems to be a debacle in dallas he might get one more shot and then he might be done we'll see about that i'm gonna and I'll also, add, I'm going to add Neil's perspective here. This is something Neil said on the mm. pod a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Shabazz, is that there's not contracts for big men anymore. Whereas Boz, at the very least, is a Wayne player. And he joked, I joked at the time because he said a lot of teams, you know, they'll throw money at Wayne's who can play D and shoot threes. I'm like, well, that's not Shabazz. He, he's a three and D defender who can't shoot threes or play defense. Right. But at the very least, he is the position that is the most desirable position right now in the league. It seems like everyone needs more Wayne's. And so he has that going for him. That I think he's still got it. a little bit more tread on the tire. But I think I'm going to go the opposite route here. I think Shabazz uh, made the bigger mistake. Um, even though he turned down a lot less money than Nerlens did. Um, I just feel like Nerlens, at the very least, any teams who are looking for him, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And teams can look at him and be like, well, he was never really given a shot in Philly. You know, those are tanking teams. And then he had to come up behind like Okafor and some other big men that they had. And so he wasn't given a lot of shot in Philly. And then he was given the no shot. The process. Yeah, and then he was given no shot by the Mavericks. We all thought like he played decently for the Mavericks last year, enough to warrant him getting minutes. And he's being sit for some, you know, I don't know what the reason is exactly because we're not in that locker room. But I'm sure a team could talk themselves into saying like, we haven't really seen what Nerlens has done yet. Let's give him a shot. Yeah. Take a flyer. Whereas with Shabazz, if he continues this level of play, I asked this to Neil a couple weeks ago, is he out of the league next season? Is he playing in China? Because once you take a veteran's minimum and then underperform on that, you know, mm. you can't, like, who's going to offer you more money, you know, when you after this season? I, I think unless he starts playing better, I'm not sure there's a team that's going to offer him a contract. Right? He might be one of the youngest guys who has the veteran's minimum. Right, exactly. Though. So he's got, I still feel like he's, someone will take a flyer on him. These next mm-hmm. couple of years, but well, he does. He can't just coast by on, on you know, potential anymore. I think Nerlens has more potential than him, and so that's mm-hmm. why I'm going to say I'd rather take a flyer on Nerlens than I would for Shabazz. But yeah, that's a great question. They're both two players who are kind of uh, lost at this point in their career. Enigmatic. Enigmatic is a great term, and uh, you know <laughs> they're just at a crossroads, and we'll see how it goes for both of them. But I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Noel, and it's like Shabazz is just like two ooh. pretty cool names too. Great names. Nerlens. Nerlens Noel. And Boz. Just Boz. Just Boz. Just Boz. 
All right, everybody, that is Mailbag. Thank you for sending in all the questions. We appreciate you. We appreciate your inquisitive nature. And you know we always got the answers for you. Next up, we have a segment that we love to do every single week. I think you dig it, too. It's time for our weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your weekly Wolfies. It's an award of great distinguishment. A great honor or dishonor, Absolutely. depending on what it is. It's a flexible could award. It could go either way. It could be for something good or for something boneheaded. But either way, it is notable achievement. It's so, like getting called into the into the boss's office. Yeah. Don't absolutely. know if it's going to be good, going to be bad, but either way, it's, it's going to... It's something. Big consequences. Right, exactly. So um, would you like to start, Robert, or should I I would, I okay. would. So, be my guest. So this week, my weekly Wolfie is going to go to Fox Sports North. Because, I mean, we talked, we sung the praises of Jim Peterson and Dave Benz earlier. Obviously, they're um, very, very... Statistics are fun. Very likely the best, uh, the best, uh, the best NBA broadcasting duo that there is right now. But I've been impressed by uh, Fox Sports North's, they've revamped things too. Their, uh, their graphics now, they've updated their graphics for like the scores and everything. Mm -hmm. It looks way better. Way sleeker, way more modern. And they got the they got the better color scheme as well. So I've been happy about that. But what has remained, and the ma the main thing that I love about Fox Sports North coverage, other than uh, Ben's and Jim Pete, the music. Oh sure. That that music has been a mainstay since probably like late '90s or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's that familiar drum intro that. <laughs> yep. it's, and that's always how they kick off the broadcast like i'm i'm a nerd that likes to watch live and so i go down to get the tv on right you know 658 oh, or sure. something like that and you know they have some you know mankato state hockey game on beforehand mm -hmm. and like okay get to the wolves coverage and then you hear that drum fill and it's like yes let's go i know exactly and they've kept about. that and i'm so glad that they've They've revamped certain things, but they've kept their heritage, you know, <laughs> the, their their Timberwolves coverage heritage. Now, right. One thing I don't, I haven't gotten to watch a lot of the pregame stuff. Are they still doing like, there were a couple years where they had like the green screen. They were in like central command. It looked like a spaceship mm. in the background that, you know, like uh, Tom Hanneman was in. Oh, sure. And now I think they have a little bit more realistic set for. Yeah, it's like a studio um, set now. Yeah, yeah. So they've. I think they're on their game this year. So I've been, uh, I give my weekly Wolfly to uh, Fox Sports North. You can see all their awards when you're walking into the Target Center, when you're yep. walking through the Skyways. You walk by the FSN place, they have all their Emmys and stuff. Just walk by it on Sunday and I beheld it. So uh, pay attention to that trophy case. You'll see the Wolfie that Robert just awarded them yep. there in the future. <laughs> all right. I like that Wolfie. Mine is a shout out to last week when I was at the Spurs game, Upper Deck. Uh, the one thing I like about the upper deck is that it can be rowdier sometimes. You know, you have the serious adults sitting in the lower deck. And the upper deck, especially if it was a college night. Anything goes. Anything goes. And these two guys who are two rows in front of me look like, you know, maybe high schoolers, maybe early college age. And, uh, man, they had some great routines they had going. One of my favorite is anytime something big would happen, like a monster dunk or something, they would both jump up and then one of them would fake faint into the other one's arms. So he'd like get up and faint, and the other one would catch him and like be holding him like, oh That's showmanship. Yeah, I really dug that. And then they had this uh, chant every time it said, Wolves ball. The announcer goes, Wolves ball. They yelled, Who's ball? And then someone like eight rows behind me would yell, 
Wolves ball, baby! And That's then they awesome. would go, ah, ooh. <laughs> and, uh, they, and, you know, you hear it once or twice, and it's like, okay. And then you hear it a bunch more, and you're like, this is funny. I like this bit that they have going. One thing I remember, um, we Neil and I went to a couple games, and there was this guy who was in the lower level who, before every Timberwolves free throw, he would say, nothing but net, swish. And he would yell it out every time before a Timberwolves net. free throw. And it was like the funniest thing. Like he thought he was helping him out. Right. Like positive visualization. Well, we all have our superstitions and rituals, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I'm with you. Fan interaction. Fan interaction and getting, you know, putting your own imprint on the uh, fan experience. Yeah, I like a, a little personalization by section. I think every section should have their own little cheers like that. Sure. So, shouts, section pride. Shouts to them. They made the game a lot more fun watching it. So Absolutely. shouts to those two heroes. I'm glad that we have positive Weekly Wolfies. Yeah, it's, it's always, always good, good to be positive, you know, yeah, bring some yeah. good energy into the world. Yes, especially um, during Thanksgiving season. Yeah, I always appreciate it too. All right, well, we close up every episode with a game. This week is no different. Let's start the music. <laughs> All right. Got that lovely Banjo-Kazooie music. So many memories. It always gets stuck in Neil's head, so you're welcome, Neil. Ah, I noticed the music he put yuck. in last week was the generic starters, like, you know, beat for games. And you gotta, gotta bring this, the banjo back. Gotta bring back the real thing. The only part of the show where we are breaking copyright laws, so hopefully Nintendo never gets on our case about that. They'll be all right. We love you, Nintendo! Um, okay, so this game, we all know this game that's called... Uh, I'm gonna say it once. Fuck, marry, and murder. I don't want to use the F word too much. Gotta yes. keep, co- Try gotta, to keep it PG-13. You know, we don't want that adult tag, explicit tag on our podcast on iTunes. No, we don't. So we're going to change that game up. You know the rules. Who would you have sex with? Who would you marry? And who would you murder out of a group of three choices? Sure. So we're going to do an NBA version. Trade, max, or cut. Who would mm. you trade off the team, which is the equivalent of having sex with them? It's a one-time thing, then you get rid of them. Yep. Who would you max out? That's a case of marrying somebody. It's a long-term yep. commitment. And finally, who would you cut? Which in the NBA is like murdering them. You're ending yes. their career. You're it's cutting over. Them. So we're going to do this for a couple different topics. Let's start with an easy one. Trade, max cut, Wiggins, Butler, Towns. Ooh. Okay. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to say that you are going to cut Andrew Wiggins. Okay. Because I feel like he's the the third. He's, he's the bot. He's not... He's not as good as Butler, and he doesn't. He's not as good as Towns. Right. So I'm sorry. Um, we're gonna max out Carl Anthony Towns because he's the stud. He's the franchise. He's the cornerstone. He's the building block. He's everything. Can't argue with that. And you're gonna trade Jimmy Butler because he's already he's already at his peak. You just want his very best basketball right now. You want to use him up, and then once you've gotten his best, you get rid of him. I think. Really At least reasoning. that's the that's the best. It's that's really the good best reasoning. fit. I almost want to agree with you exactly, but just to, for the sake of being a little different, I'm gonna max Towns. Obviously, he's the sure. guy I want sticking around. I'll cut Butler, just because mm. I think I can get more in a trade for Andrew Wiggins. Mm, we saw really? what Jimmy Butler's trade value is. Yeah. <laughs> Levine, the number seven pick, and uh, Chris Dunn. I want to get more. Wow. And you know the thing good is, point. we have Wiggins on a five-year deal. Let's trade him somewhere like New Orleans, where they need stars who are going to stick around for a while, you know? <laughs> because they want a star who's locked up long-term, so they can't flee in free agency. One of those markets, probably get a lot back from him, you know? Maybe some boogie or something like that. Maybe. And I just think you can get more in a trade for Wiggins than you could for Butler, because Butler's got a year and a half left on his contract. You might be onto something. So I'm going right. to trade Wiggins, Max Towns, and cut Jimmy Butler. Hey, I, re- I, can, I can understand that. All These right. are tough. They are. 
All right, our next choice is our coaches, Robert. Uh, trade Max Cut, Tom Thibodeau, Rick Adelman, and Sam Mitchell. Dope. Okay, um, I think you. <laughs> there's one that doesn't belong in the. Well, I guess Smith won a coach of the year. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna cut Sam Mitchell. Cut and start there. I'm Salty cutting Smith. Lemon drops. Because I don't. He's probably not gonna be a Hall of Fame coach, and the other two probably will be. Um, I'm going to. Ooh, now this is the tough one, because uh, Adelman was pretty damn good back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, that being said, I'm going to max out Tom Thibodeau, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to trade Rick Adelman. All right. Yeah, that's a tough one though, because they're both. They're both uh, potentially legendary coaches. Once again, we agree on who to max. I would also max Tibbs. Mm. I, I would trade Sam Mitchell. Oh, I, would I you? I feel like it was dirty how we did him when he was leaving. You know, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think he deserved better. I thought that was some bad karma for our team to do that. And Rick Adelman, mm. I thought he retired a year before he actually retired. I thought he was phoning it in during his last two wow. seasons. Yeah. I thought he was definitely just coasting, letting J.J. Preya play fourth <laughs> quarters instead of Ricky Rubio. I still haven't forgiven him for that. So for coasting his way out the door for right. the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'm going to cut you. Still some bad Rick blood. Rick Adelman. Enjoy right. your retirement. All right. Fair enough. All right. Next up, three infamous or notorious uh, Timberwolves presences, David Kahn, Kurt Rambis, and Darko Milicic. <laughs> Trade Max and cut. Oh, man. The, uh, that's a tough, that's so tough. Um, so I'm going to start, let's start by who we're going to max out yeah, in that group. Yeah, who do you keep of those? Okay, we're going to max out, oh man, jeez, that's brutal. Uh, we're going to max out Darko. Wow. We're going to max out Darko. I feel like Darko, as bad as he was, he wasn't as bad of a player as Khan was a GM and Rambus was a head coach. Right. You know, he wasn't that putridly bad. Um, he just got stuck with the number one overall tag and that doomed He didn't him. really like playing basketball. That was no, big he didn't. He's a big guy, wondered. and so he was like one of those big guys who's like, well, I guess I'll play basketball because I'm over seven yeah. feet, but I don't I have no love like for the game. Like his parents pushed him to do it or something. Right. Well, he made money, money off again. it. So yes, it was... he did. He laugh on all the way to the bank. All right, so who am I going to cut then? I'm cutting David Kahn. I'm sorry. The worst of the worst, he really. He is the worst. So many embarrassing moments were due to him. Um, and then I'm trading Kurt Rambis, I guess. Okay. It's, Respectable. Yeah. I'm going to... No fondness for him. I'm going to cut Darko. You're cutting Darko. Cutting Darko. Wow. He, he doesn't want to be here. He's a bad presence in the locker room. Toxic locker room. I don't need him around, you know. <laughs> I'm going to trade David Kahn because then he could be someone else's misery. Sure. Trade him to a team, t- trade him to a rival, and then watch them right. become the laughing stock of the league. <laughs> and I'm going to max Rambis. He doesn't have to be our head coach. Max But him. it seems like, you know, he's always got a role on a bunch of different benches. Maybe that's because of Phil Jackson connection. But, like, yeah. <laughs> maybe, he, maybe he can do something as a player development coach. Maybe there's some utilitarian aspect for him. It's not a good head coach. He so can, I wouldn't rebound. want him as my red head coach. But at the rebound very least, during practice. At the very least, he can tell good stories yes, about the can. Lakers days. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do. Uh, we're not going to do the Johnny Flynn, Wesley Johnson, Derek Williams oh. one. That seems too mean. Oh. And we're running low on time. So we're going to do our final two. Uh, trade Max Cut, Crunch, the mascot, mm. Prowl, the mascot for the Lynx, mm. and Chomper, the mini inflatable Crunch mascot. Is <laughs> the uh, ton that comes out really far. It's someone's hand sticking out of his yeah. mouth with the ton. He like rubs it on referees and stuff. Yep. Um, so I'm going to max out. I'm gonna max out. Um, Jesus, up max out Prowler. 
Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm going to cut. Jeez. I'm gonna cut. Um, I'm gonna cut Mini Crunch. Oh, yeah. I'm fair. sorry. It's such sort of gimmicky. They might have cut Mini Crunch already. I haven't seen them this season. Yeah, I they haven't either. They to buy a new one with the new. And you know what I'm uniform. trading? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and trade Crunch. All right. You know, classic. Trade him to the Iowa Wolves. Get Alpha up here. Yeah, yeah. Send him down to the Iowa Wolves. Um, on assignment. I'm gonna do the same. I agree with you. Yeah. Prowl is the championship. Tough. Prowl's got reins, so yeah, you gotta Prowl. respect Prowl. And uh, we love you, Crunch. So I can't cut you. Um, and then Chomper. You know, go back to the Chomper, D League. Yeah. Figure your stuff out. Come back with a new gimmick, Chomper. All right, then Gotta finally, keep it fresh. We're, this is our Wolves logo. It's the original Old Shep logo. Yep. The KG era wolf coming out of the trees logo. Sure. Or the brand new wolf howling at the moon logo. What do you? Mm. Which do you trade? Which do you max? And which do you cut? Uh, okay. In the, I'm going to max out the. Original Wolves logo. Hell yeah, me too. Hell yeah. I just think it's iconic. It's the best. And I think it's great. Uh, and there's no, there's no erasing it from from my mind in terms of what I. It's still the best the logo we've ever had. So yes. Yeah, Max here. And too. why they haven't done retro jerseys with them? I'm still. I don't know what the answer is on that. They did uh, do one during the Kevin Love early years, but they haven't gone back to it. So yeah. I'm ready for it did again. They? Wow. Uh, I'm gonna say that we're going to trade the uh, KG era. Uh, KG era um, wolf, right? And we're gonna cut the current one just because it hasn't built um, hasn't built any sort of cachet with me. No argument so, there. I'm, I'm totally I'm totally with you on that one. Yeah. those are exactly I my we, picks. I think we knew that was where that was going. So, all right, everybody. Well, maybe you feel differently. If you do, let us know. Uh, Very online. controversial. Yeah, these are controversial picks. Maybe you'll let us know how you would handle the Johnny Flynn, Wes Johnson, Derek Williams one that we didn't touch. <laughs> It's quite, quite, it's a no wrong answers. It's the opposite of Sophie's choice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another great week. I hope you all have a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Thank you for joining me, Robert, for another great episode. Thank you, Scott. Looking forward to next week. I think next week, knock on wood, we're going to bring on uh, the Timberwolf Wives of Wolves Cast. Have Meg and Becky up here. So, we'll see if we can get a fun segment out of that. I like it. And uh, yeah, I've got some other stuff up my sleeve for our next two weeks without Neil before Neil comes home. Uh, thanks to Neil. He's out there listening. Uh, shouts to Neil Olstad. He's probably listening. Love you, buddy. Um, he's going to be travels. editing this, so thank you. Sorry about me futzing with the sound a bunch. I know you're going to have your work cut out for you editing this, but we appreciate you for that, Neil. Um, I always like seeing when he names the episodes because that's the only thing about mystery, you know. That because I know what I said on the pod, so it's fun to see the mystery of what's he going to name it. You know, last yes. week he named it Two Debbies. I thought that was great. That was good. Um, thanks to Canis Hoopus uh, for letting us post there. I promise I'm going to be writing some posts for you soon. I've just been really busy, you know, as we all are. But I've got one in the chamber already. That's going to be real good. He's rattling some ideas around. I got some, I got a real good one. And then uh, shout out to Trivia. Come to Darby's. 6 p.m. every Tuesday. I'm hosting trivia. It's free to play. Got some great prizes. And if you draw a tree up next to your team name, draw a tree, any kind of tree. I prefer pine, but you can draw any kind of tree you Mm -hmm. want. And I'll give you an extra bonus point. It makes a big difference. In fact, one team went from third to second place this week because they had the tree drawn. Wow. Definitely keep drawing that tree. Bring your friends with you. You can come say hi to me. I'm a fun person to hang out with. So if you want to see me in person, I mean, I can confirm that. We got Tibbs and Fibs. It was a suggestion from a trivia team. Shout out to that boys. So come to trivia, hang out with me, and we'll have a good time. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Eat too much. You know, get those Black Friday deals, get those Cyber Monday deals. And we'll see you all back here next week.